I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Nope. Nope is a 2022 American science fiction horror film written and directed by Jordan Peele. It follows two siblings who, after inheriting their family ranch from their father after he was inexplicably killed by a nickel falling from the sky, attempt to capture evidence of an unidentified flying object. Jordan Peele. Geordie. Geordie Peele. JP. Old JP. Yep. You fucking weapon. <laughs> oh, oh boy. I'll tell you what, we, we've talked about this movie, I think, before... Uh, when we were talking about seeing a movie together and Damo, mm. you were worried about it being spoiled for you. Yes, yeah. Can I just say, you could have watched that whole trailer. No chance you had any idea that this movie was going <laughs> in the direction it went. So I, I wanted to ask you guys about that. So I, I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast or I was on Billy's podcast. We watched the thing. I might have mentioned it there where we had watched Black Phone. Yes. Yeah. Together at the cinemas and the trailer for Nope came on and I had been warned that it was very... Uh, like all the trailers these days, sort of gave away too much. So I had covered my ears, popped my beanie over my eyes. I was as much in a sound-free environment as I could create. Did you? So you boys watched that trailer though, yeah? I didn't pay any attention to it. I sort of talked to Tom during the trailer and, <laughs> okay. and didn't absorb any information. You were just lost in Tom's face, yep. that gorgeous, those eyes, those locks. You- yeah, I think we were probably reviewing our chalk tops or something at the time. <laughs> yeah, and then definitely. before I knew it, the trailer was over. So what did you catch from that trailer? Because Tom, you just said it didn't give anything away. I don't think it did. Because the whole the whole thing was it was like it, like I think the marketing people knew it was going to be a UFO sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like in the trailer they revealed that, and you're like, oh, you've seen too much. Mm. And then you watch the movie, and you're like, I didn't know shit. Right. I think <laughs> yeah. Like I already knew aliens. I hadn't seen the trailer, but somehow I don't even know through osmosis or whatever. I picked up on the alien factor. There was something to do with UFOs or aliens or whatever. And then I've read. I don't know if this is just like IMD trivia bullshit, but. It sounds accurate. So, Nope, the title, I've read it stands for Not of Planet Earth. Oh. Ah. Okay. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Which is, I, if, I don't know if that's true or not, but I like it. I hope it's true. It's it's, it's good. That's pretty that's good. very cool. Because I just that's figured it came good. from the conversation in the movie where it's like, what is there a word for a, a bad miracle? And she just goes, nope. 
Yeah, like, which yep. is which is yep, such a great, great way to yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's what you call a bad miracle. You call it no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or from from uh, Daniel Kaluuya's great delivery of the word nope throughout yeah. the film. <laughs> Whenever he is, con- he is. I watched that movie and I have never resonated with a character in a horror movie more than a man who just wants none of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's. <laughs> I want to talk about their characters because I think they are. I think for when what makes this movie work, their characters or all the characters are definitely a big part of it. Yeah. So I I kind of love his character. I don't know that I've seen it that much, especially in horror, who's no. someone who's so introverted and isolated and internal. Like there's even that point where she's screaming from the window, I think, and he goes, uh-huh. And there's like she's seen the thing and she's like, get out of there, right? He's like, uh-huh. Yeah. That's like his whole reaction yeah. to it. Yeah. It's fucking great. He um he's very much so I've I've rewatched this because I Damo, when we watched it, we talked about we went into mm. it with sort of ideas of what we thought it might be, even yeah. though we hadn't really seen a lot of trailers yeah, or anything yeah. like that. And I, I thought, I wonder how this will hold up if I go into it a second time through the lens of like it being a supernatural western. Yeah, yeah. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more. And I enjoyed it a lot the first time. So yeah, it's gone right. up. It's gone up for oh, me. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Um, Juicy. To five? No, nah, it hasn't hit the magical Tom Reed five. Yeah. But yeah. it's funny because Tom's gone five. I'm now four and a half and you're on a four. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I think I'll give it the re. I think on the rewatch for me, it'll go up. Whether it's, yeah. it's in, in Sean territory or Tom territory, I couldn't say. Nah. I'll have to wait and find hey, out. Hey, they, they named yeah. the giant thing Jean Jacket. How is that not a five immediately? <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean and I watched this together, uh, and Tom, you were away on a lovely holiday. I was. Um, and after after watching, we turned to each other and we said, yeah, that's a Tom Reed 5 right there. <laughs> not a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. It might actually want to be one of my favourite. It's not the favourite, but it's easily one of my favourite films of this year. Can I, can um, I ask you, this is something Sean and I discussed after watching it. Where does it fit in the Jordan Peele pantheon for you? I think it's my favourite of his. It's it's definitely one I'd probably rewatch again the most yeah, okay. us i have no desire to listen <laughs> to that voice or see yeah. that again yeah that's interesting. it's really great yeah don't get me wrong i think us is a fantastic movie i never want to hear lapid and Yongo talk with that fucking yeah. voice yeah. so i'm good yeah <laughs> uh get out I, I i i could watch again but i think i don't know this feels like his biggest sort of film it feels like everything he's made has been quite like mm. very 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 good yeah like he hasn't had a misstep, really. Yeah. This feels like, again, a perfection of craft in the film. You can kind of see it happening. It It's the setups and the payoffs yeah, are yeah. so, so well done. Nothing's ever over-explained or over-done or... No, I think, the, yeah, The exposition yeah. is very, very seamless. It's like even even the reveal that uh, OJ, great throwaway gag to your, your parents named you OJ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. good. But yeah, even OJ making the connection... That Jupe has been wrangling this thing the entire time, way before that's kind of explained. When you go back, you realise that they actually tell you that in the film. Yeah, yeah. No, no, him looking at that thing on the ground and realising, and then that's why he's like, I'm going to go get my horse back. Because he realises this guy's been feeding my horses... Yeah, no, it's it's done super well because, like, yeah, I think it is that thing where this, it's that show don't tell that we always talk about, and it's a hundred percent show, and it's a hundred percent trusting the audience because, like, for that whole bit, there's that scene how he sort of he's following. Uh, sort of trying to find where Ghost went to and he sort of goes through the gate and you can see Jupe's area off in the distance and you can kind of half hear what Jupe's saying. And then later we learn it's him sort of practicing or already doing his big spiel, introducing the alien Mm. to the crowd. And so it's like, yeah, okay, he got enough. We technically got enough as well. 
but he figured it out. I didn't until he pointed it out. But no. yes, it was all there. And is that thing of like really great storytelling when you go back and you connect the dots, you're like, fuck me. It was there the whole time. Like I there's I can't fault it because all the pieces had been laid out. OJ's really observant as a character. Yes. And something yes. I noticed a lot more on a rewatch is that uh, and it's pro- to be honest, it's probably obvious the first time you watch it. He's he's really bad with people. <laughs> yeah. But he's incredible with animals. Mm. Even to the point where he kind of deals with humans the same way that he would an animal. Right. Yeah. He'll click his yeah. tongue at people. There's that scene where he's waiting for um, Angel and his sister to sort of run over to the car and he's like patting his leg like he would to a dog yeah, to yeah, call yeah, a dog yeah, over yeah. to a car. Yeah, great. He has these, these little mannerisms. And so, I, yeah, like that is an incredible performance and it's a shame, I think, for him because people are I've I've seen some criticism of that character. Oh, really? Yeah, just because he's too quiet and this sort of thing. Like, if we're looking purely from like an awards perspective, right. he's not going to get the buzz I think from this movie. Yeah. Whereas he's got the toughest character I think. Yeah. Okay. And I think he I think he pulls it off. Just uh, he's actually incredible. I I agree. I think, and it's such an interesting character for what he's like. This is this this movie is such an interesting blend of genre in the sense that it's yeah, technically it, I think it does tick the horror box. Just it's it's a it's a close thing. I would uh, I would argue. Oh no nah, no nah, that the reason it's not just is because the inside of that thing is fucking awful. That sequence where you see them getting eaten, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, bad, you bad, know bad. what? It it reminded me of that film we watched with Jackson Bailey yes. when he was on the show. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was called Fire in the Sky. Yeah. 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 When it got to the third act, and it got really grubby when we actually went up into the alien <laughs> yeah. spaceship, yeah. like that, it was sort of reminiscent of yeah. that. But either way, so it's got the horror element. Yeah, it's clearly got a western element. It's got a sci-fi element, and it's got a action blockbuster spectacle, obviously, uh, element as well. And I think it it manages to handle all of those really, really well, incredibly well. Keep them all sort of. I to me, I think this a lot of lesser movies would sort of have too many plates in the air and drop one of them and wouldn't really be all that satisfying but for me at least i found it pretty satisfying on all levels but i think a character like oj especially in the action blockbuster side of things you don't really see you've obviously got a usually you've got these characters that are like even if they're a bit disgruntled like i'm thinking uh what's his name from jurassic park who doesn't like kids and all this sort of stuff yeah yeah Yeah. dr alan grant dr alan grant so he's bad with kids but he's and he's and you know he knows his dinosaurs he knows his um paleontology and all the rest of it but he's still so much more vocal and active and and personable and big opposed to OJ. And I think I honestly think it's an awesome character to include in a movie that requires so much action and personality and all this sort of stuff. Because yes, so many people I know and myself included in certain situations are OJ. That doesn't mean you're not capable. That doesn't mean you don't have the knowledge. And like you said, Sean, he's so internal, but he's so switched on. He's really paying attention yeah. to everything. I think it just makes a really interesting character. For a movie that's all about spectacle. Yes. To, to choose him as your protagonist is actually just really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Great call. Paired with his sister too. So Kiki oh, Palmer, yeah. like she's fucking... Just a, she's awesome. She explodes the on the chains. screen. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. And the guy playing Angel, he's fantastic as Agreed. well. He's actually filled with f- brilliant characters. And I'm, f- I'm forgetting the um the 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 cinematographer guy's name. Um, Antlers. Yeah, Antlers. Yeah. yeah, he's incredible. Um, that actor's been around just doing juicy little bit parts forever. He's got such an incredible voice. Yeah. Yes. Like, and when I first saw him in the movie, I'm like, that voice is so familiar. But you didn't. I think you didn't see him in a close up, mm. so I didn't see his face for mm. ages. And I was like, who the fuck is he? Who have they got? Is this like a big stunt casting thing? Is this like? But no, nah, it was just this great little character actor. And um, I mean, his his storyline's awesome. I actually just I I smiled so much when he's just like, oh, the light. 
<sighs> Magic hour's Magic coming. Hour, he goes yeah. up goes up the mountain to get the perfect shot. It's such a fucking camera. And even, yeah, even yeah, his throwaway line as he's running up there, which is like, man doesn't deserve the impossible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like he's yeah. every character in this is so excellent. And even if they're only in it for like a small beat or that they're, they're like mm. even even the character of like it would be so easy to make Dupe the Ricky to be yeah. a, a bit of a like showman Barnum type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they actually they layer him with such pain and empathy and even that fantastically awkward scene where he knows she's stolen that horse from him. Yes, yeah. And they're just yelling and he just keeps going, thumbs up, thumbs up. Like, yeah. it's just, he's, he's, he's fantastic. And you, you, the flashbacks of him and that, that great bit where she asks him what happened and he starts telling the story about the SNL skit. And it just says that snap quick flash of him as a kid hiding under the table and then back again. Yeah. And he just, he just like, yeah, it's awesome. It's legendary. You feel so sorry for him. Yeah. You get why he does everything he does. Yeah. It's bad. He makes some oh, yeah. real bad choices, but you understand it. Like again, it's that it's that show don't tell thing where a lesser film I think would have really overblown it. It's that beat where you see that whole sequence play out mm. and the Gordy, which we'll, we will get to that in a minute. Oh yeah. Gordy goes for the exploding fist bump mm. while he's under the table rather than attacking him. And you can see that when this alien appears, of course, he thinks I'm really good with animals because Gordy yeah. killed everyone, but he didn't kill me. Right. But then we have the fact that the reason Gordy didn't kill him is because Gordy couldn't see his eyes. Mm. Because the cur- like, it's just the really simple bit of tablecloth. And you're like, yeah. it's some of the best visual storytelling yeah. and character work I've seen in ages. It's just yeah. Jordan Peele loves movies <laughs> and I love movies too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I love him. I love it. It's great. I really love how repressed his character is. Mm. So when he's asked about that, his go-to is to you know cover it in this Saturday Night Live sketch to yeah, to yeah. hide his pain behind this joke. Yeah. And he's really interesting too because he's basically, he's kind of the other side of the coin to OJ mm. who is very uh, quiet and humble and um, respectful of animals whereas yeah. this guy's just the complete opposite. Mm. He thinks he's sort of got control over them because of this freak thing that he survived when he was a kid. Definitely, yeah. Like he basically thinks he can fist bump the alien yeah. and you know yeah and get through it yeah, yeah. he's a maniac <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. really and a fantastic actor it's yeah, just like yeah. everyone i think yeah i think tom did you say it before no matter how small their role are role is in this film Perfect. they knock it out of the park all of them yeah even like um angel he's the co-worker at his fries the the electrical company or whatever he works for there's that girl who comes up and she's like chatting to him and she's like, is OJ okay? When she's like half listening to his phone call yeah. in the background. Like, again, it just layers in this sort of comedy and you're like, this character feels believable. It almost feels like a character pulled from Superstore or something like that and dropped into this movie. But yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very impressed on, on that on that front, which like shouldn't surprise. That's definitely something Jordan Peele does really well. Another thing I fucking love, and I mentioned awards before, mm. this guy 100% needs to be nominated for an Oscar. That's Michael Abels for the, the music score. It yep. is so fucking good. I've been listening yeah. to it all day. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Because I, I didn't really pay attention to the trailers, the whole Western element of it kind of like caught me off guard a bit, even though it shouldn't have if you've seen right. the trailer. Yep. But just the, the music score, like I'm going into this thing expecting like, oh, this is Jordan Peele. He's going to fuck me up with a horror movie. <laughs> and I got this just incredible Spielbergian Western yeah. just shot on a fucking IMAX camera and yeah. just, it's, it's just beautiful. His score and Hoyt, so we've, we've this is the second film this year we've, uh, f- that's been shot by Hoyt Van Hoytema. 
right. who did Let the Right One In as well. Mm. And he's worked with Christopher Nolan. He's done a bunch of like massive things. Yeah. His work on this, it's off the chain. And Tom, I think you and I have read the same we have. Um, thing about his his design of the this brand new rig to shoot. Well, to- yeah, give me those deets because I've not read. All so right. you guys were chatting about this in our chat and I thought, oh, yeah. I should go look up that article. I thought, it's no, really no, 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 cool. I'll wait, I'll no, wait. It's yeah. going to blow your dick off, Damo. You're going to learn <laughs> okay. something. Let me just, gonna- let me grab hold yeah. of my dick. So hold I'm on your dick. <laughs> All right, I'm going to fly away. Both hands. <laughs> oh, both hands, okay. <laughs> because <laughs> if you're a camera nerd in any way, it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. He's designed this rig where he's essentially using a, uh, I think it was a decommissioned 3D animatronic camera. Yep. Oh, wow. Um, and pairing it with a 65 millimeter film camera. Right. And aligning both shots so that they're identical, so that in post-production they can be matched. Holy and shit. A- and this has given them the opportunity to shoot all of the ranch night scenes during daytime. Yep. Oh, what? It, because yeah. because they they yeah. couldn't they went out there they drove out there and they were like it is dark beyond belief out here yeah and this place has such beautiful detail and we can't capture any of it Fuck how are we going to go about doing this mm. and Hoyt Van Hotema shot Ad Astra where they were shooting a lot of space stuff yeah. and it was like a yeah. chase scene that they shot in Death Valley and yeah and they they came up with the same thing where they're kind of like how do we deal with lighting out here when we're going to have shadows that aren't realistic and all this sort of thing so yeah they just built this rig that basically provides enough light during the day but it, the way they camera's designed the sky is dark so it just looks like nighttime scenes mm. and then they add a few things they layer it with visual effects and things like that wow. but yeah all those i think nearly all of the farm stuff at night is shot during the day correct which when i re-watched it i was like it's unbelievable that like, blows me away yeah that is incredible me that's yeah has, has it's, it's groundbreaking stuff that everyone i mean he's got a company now where he's sort of fine-tuning that technology they're, everyone's going to fucking use that's it. That's a Imagine game changer. shoot during the day. It's yeah, incredible. yeah. That's a proper fucking game changer. They needed that on... Uh, beast um, Must Die? The Beast Must the beast Die. Must I die. thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact... I, I was reading that and it was like, yeah, mo- like almost all of the night stuff on the ranches was shot during the day. And I'm reading that and I'm like, that is fucking insane. Like, that's that is... wild. So, so give him an award. Give... Um, the score, there's a bit, Sean, when you talk about how great the score is. Oh, I've got a favourite bit too. You go. The, the bit in the, the the big sort of set piece scene of the film, which is when they're luring Jean Jacket out so they can get the perfect shot. And the score just goes from being like a kind of action score mm. to just, it just, it just, just slides its way into full John Williams Western. Oh. It is oh, so good. Yeah. But my favourite part of the music, and in fact, my favourite part of the movie is that it hits so hard on the um, on the sibling bond. It's when mm. he's trying to draw it away so that she can escape on the bike. Yeah. And he just, he firms up for a second and just does that thing, that repeated thing that we've seen earlier, which is the, I'm looking at you, you're looking at me mm, with his mm. fingers. Yeah. And he points at it. And the score goes from like this... It's this beautiful emotional thing that it's built to. And then this Western vibe, as soon as he does the eye thing, it goes, it does like a little do, 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 do. It's just perfect. Like, I fucking watched that scene so many times. (laughs) That is like. All elements of cinema working in tandem together. It's that's beautiful. Gorgeous. I fucking yeah, love that's it. Gorgeous. It's my favorite peel. It, it, it is. is. And I didn't first when I first came out. I thought no, Us is still my favorite. Yeah. I still, I still probably believe Get Out is the best film uh-huh. of the three. Uh-huh. This one has maybe the other two. I, I don't really want to rewatch them. Right. This I'll rewatch the shit out of it because I fucking love well, it. Well, I think I think also it's out of the three. It's creepy and, and spooky, but Us is significantly more terrifying to the point where yeah. that's why that's oh, yeah. why I'm reluctant to rewatch it. I could rewatch Get Out, 
Get Out, I think, does some really great story stuff and some great character stuff again um, and subverts a lot of really great tropes. But I think in terms of craft, Nope is... Again, we're, we're, it's literally splitting hairs. Like, the guy has yeah, made yeah. three movies and all of them are impeccably good. And they're all very different, yeah. too. Like... Get fucked, man. How dare you be so talented? Like, not only, not only, it's honestly crazy. Not only is he great at that stuff, you know, you've got all this, the key and peel stuff he's done. Like, right. Very yeah, talented yeah. man. I, I love him. I love him. I love this movie. <laughs> Actually, I don't love Jean Jacket. That thing is... Do we want to talk creature? Because that... Well, can I, can I just say one more thing while we're on the camera stuff? So... They, they must have. I read an interview with Jordan Peele, and they were talking about this. So, who was the cinematographer again, Sean? Hoyt Van Hotema. Yeah, great. So, yeah, they were referencing him, and, and basically, so they must have used an IMAX camera as well, because I, I was reading. Basically, the interview was like, "Hey, it's really hard to use an IMAX camera," and Jordan Peele's like, "Yeah, but worth it, right?" Either way, so apparently they chose to use an IMAX camera because Jordan Peele went to Hoyt. Van, I've already forgotten it. Yep. yep. Hoyt Van Hoytema. Yep. You're going to be hearing that name a lot when he wins every award in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call him Hoyt. Just, so he went to Hoyt and he basically said, hey, if you had one chance to capture evidence of an alien, what camera would you use? And he said, oh, well, I would use <laughs> IMAX. IMAX. So he goes, great, that's what we're using. And I just think that's fucking beautiful. And again, so then when the interview is like, oh, IMAX, and so it's, it's like obviously quite a big rig. It's quite hard to use. It's quite clunky. He's like, yeah, but you've just got to put the effort. Like, yeah, it was a lot more work, but obviously we've got this gorgeous landscape and we, we wanted to capture every frigging detail of it. And the landscape is stunning. Like, I think it's easily like... It's that, you know, cliche thing to say it is a character in the story, but it really is. Oh, like, yeah. This story wouldn't work as well in a different setting. It's like you need that open expanse of sky. You need that vista of the mountains and the sky for it to really land in the way that I think it does. Yeah, the IMAX camera is incredibly bulky. Mm. But um, so in the article they were talking about, they teamed up with people from Panavision. They had all different departments right. working on basically creating specific rigs for the very first time. So they, it's a really cool just collaborative process. Mm. They go to them and say, these are the specific needs of our story. Okay. And then they go, all right, how can we facilitate this? Yeah. It's really cool. The, the drawback with the IMAX camera has, like, has always been probably since Nolan used it on the Dark Knight yeah. to shoot lots of outdoor stuff. It's incredibly loud. So you, you you can't really use it for your dialogue stuff, I guess, unless you were to come back in and record that in post production. Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, you you will look at it, and it's it's it is actually. Um, look, these guys have a lot of money <laughs> to use, basically whatever tools they yeah. want. But it does separate good films from great films, doesn't it? Right. When you put in the extra effort, yep. even though it's going to be enormous hassle, yep. but you use the IMAX. Like, you look at that setting and, like, fuck. Yeah. You need it. Yeah, I agree. You absolutely need it. Yeah. I'm all for people shooting movies on their phones and things like that. I love where technology's going. Something like this. And I keep coming back to Spielberg with it. And people have talked about how it's very comparable to Jaws. Yes. And it it really is in terms of structure and everything. Mm. It's got that Spielberg American summer movie spectacle. Oh, big big tentpole vibes. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason for that, though, Sean. There was an interview Mm. that I was reading where um, he said that when he wrote this film, he was worried about the future of cinema. And he wanted to write a movie that forced people that you have to see this out of cinema. Like, you have to yeah, go to the yeah, movies. Yeah. It's a big spectacle. It's an event. But he didn't know Tom Cruise was already working on this. Yeah, he didn't know. I can't believe two in, in one year we've had two yeah. different men save cinema. <laughs> it's it's great, though. More of it. Yeah, dude. More and more yeah, and more. Yeah, and yeah. It's, the film itself is just a beautiful argument for 
you know, continuing to make movies on film rather than right. purely digital. I know this movie does a bit of both and yeah. that's part of the charm of yeah, it. But, yeah. like, this is why there's still old school filmmakers out there. And, like, Chris Nolan's one of them, mm. too, where they're like, they want to shoot on the biggest film formats possible and they want you to see it in the cinema. Yeah. And well, they just want to capture that colour. They want to capture that depth. Yeah, they wanna, yeah all that sort of well, shit. Well, Damo, we watched it in a, in a cinema that we hadn't been in before. It was mm. like a new, bigger one with, like, more speakers. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It's it absolutely it worth was great. it. great, yeah. All right. Yeah. We better stop nerding out about the technology stuff. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Were we scared? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some big fucking scares in this. Yeah. The scariest part of the film is when he goes to the barn and it's Jupe's kids fucking with him. I agree. Yeah. Uh, that was for me. Yeah. So yeah. that is the scariest bit. And then, like, the scariest bit that lingers with you is just that shot you get of, like, people being sucked up and screaming while they're oh inside. Oh, my God. Well, if, yeah, Jean just jacket. especially once you realize, because obviously you hear the screaming in that opening uh, scene with him and his dad and you just hear screaming from the sky, which fucking great. Screaming from the sky, that's awful. But then once you get the context for it, it manages to be more awful. It's just yeah, the yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. The scary stuff is is like while while the alien stuff is horrifying and awful to watch, and that that beat of um the woman at the front of the queue basically inside yeah. the creature, like they're all screaming and crying, and she looks up and then just makes the worst terrified <laughs> yeah. noise of panic. And it's like, I assume it's this horse's skull. That's what it looks like, right? right. It's, it's yeah, a digestive yeah. horse, and she realizes. Oh, we're going... Like, you already know you're not going to do... Like, whatever's going to happen. But she looks at that and goes, oh, I'm I'm, I'm going to die Yeah, today. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an awful thing. But yeah, the two scariest bits, nothing to do with an alien at all. Those fucking kids in the barn <laughs> yeah. and Gordy the Chimp. Yes. Terrifying shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, we've got to talk about fucking Well, just Gordy. before we oh. do, I want to jump back to Tom's comments about them being inside this alien. Because yeah. I can't believe that doing the Year of Fear has meant we've watched... 
not one, but two movies yes! where people have entered a sphincter of an alien or a monster <laughs> and been digested while we've been watching. Yeah. Like, when that happened in the Borderlands, Tom, you and I were like, holy crap, we've seen something that we've never seen on cinema before. Seen and it then, twice, baby. Fucking hell, a couple of months later, <laughs> here we are. That's insane to me. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's really fucked. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was trying to find if there was a if there was a trivia thing about something that I thought I read about the, about the creature and that kind of gross thing. Yeah. But I've instead landed on an amazing bit of trivia that has nothing to do with this question, but I need to share it with yeah, you. Yeah, hit us with it. Um, so when Jupe is introducing the spectacle and he says the line, in one hour you will leave here having witnessed a spectacle, right. there is one hour left in the movie. Oh. Exactly. At that at that delivery of that line. you got to love that shit. That's magic. Gotta, like, That's good cool oh, shit. Yeah. Again, it's in the details. Hey, um, the details that makes it work. Yeah. Fun fact, just quickly, friend of the show and um, registered brave boy, Joel Dusha, mm-hmm. he said to me that this is easily the scariest of Peel's films, Ooh. which I couldn't believe. I was baffled by that. Okay. Because I, as I often do sometimes beyond a halfway point of a movie, I got to a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like a, a fun Western. I'm enjoying like this I'm, now. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. really, I'm enjoying this way more than what I've been scared. I didn't, it's not a particularly scary movie, mm. I don't think. It's got several. Several incredibly horrific things, and in fact, of all Peel's movies, it's probably got the most horrific part of it, which is Gordy, who yeah. we'll talk about. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's um, that was surprising to hear that from Joel Dusha. Yeah, do you know mm. what what was it that got Gordy. him? Gordy, I was the Gordy. Yeah, okay. the chip stuff. I, I I like for what it's worth too. He was watching it with someone who whose specific fears were brought to life in this movie, oh, okay. and I think that I think that he experienced his viewing of it a lot through the person that he saw it with. Uh, so yeah. that had to have made it worse because they they had a bad bad time with and it. And that yeah. speaks to our theory of watching a movie with other people or who you watch a movie a horror movie with in particular yeah. influences your your scare factors. Yeah. Whereas we watch it together, Damo, with your wife, yeah. and we, I think we all were kind of like, oh, this this is pretty fun. Like it's a great spectacle. It's had a good time. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. so the spectacle. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. All right, Gordy, fuck, Gordy, fuck. So that very Holy first. Shit. So the movie begins, and he's sort of like checking if she's alive, that actress, and yeah. then it's that beat where he just looks at the camera, mm. and then it cuts to you know the start. Chilling. Of the movie. It is honest it's, and like it's terrifying. It's like you're oh. worried for yourself in that moment. Yeah, because you're, you're like, like, is what this going to come out of the fucking screen and get me? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I, if you had said to me before this movie started, like a chimp. Not like a great ape, but a chimp is scary. I would have said, nah, look, I don't know. Chimp's I don't scary. know how to pull that off. Mm. Uh, yeah, real fucking scary. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah. And it, like, it, it's a chimp wearing human clothes and it's still scary. <laughs> that should be adorable. And it's his it's birthday. Terrifying. <laughs> it's his birthday. He's got balloons. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, just, just quickly, this is related to Gordy, but like a, a fucking horrifying moment in the movie is when Jupe's doing his big reveal thing and mm-hmm. the, the wind blows that actress's uh, veil up and you see her deformed face. Yeah. That's yes. really horrifying. Now, is oh. she... Is she the actress who played the, the daughter? daughter. Yeah, because she was the daughter. Yeah, so yeah. she got attacked, but obviously not killed. Yes, and yes, yeah. yes. Just just attacked her face up. very viciously. Yeah. yeah, the most traumatic part of that, or the most depressing part of that, she's wearing a sweater that has her as a teenager with her beautiful face. On the sweater. Yeah. And there is something so tragic about that that she's obviously now got this veil. She's obviously quite heavily deformed. 
but she's still like trying to like again. I guess it's that it's still tying into that theme of spectacle and all the rest of it. And I love it because like I think largely the movie when you look at it and you just say it's it's like the co- what's the cost of spectacle basically? Yeah. That, exactly. That's yeah. basically yeah. the gauntlet every character in the story runs. We see everybody yeah. go. How far will you go for spectacle? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's even the scene at the start where he's talking to his dad, and his dad's talking about like, oh, if we if we get this, we'll get the sequel. We'll be right. We're gonna have to sell horse. You can almost apply everything his dad's saying to everything him and his sister will then yep. try to do in capturing the spectacle of this alien. Like, yeah, it's it's in the writing. It's all fucking there. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's it's ridiculous. And of course, the other big creepy scary factor is um, mm. the alien creature itself. The hell yeah, the yeah. jean jacket that they call it by the end of it. But that yeah. that throwaway line that um, OJ delivers. Oh, it doesn't move like a ship. Yes, yeah. and you kind of don't. You go okay because it's an it's a spaceship, so it doesn't move like a normal mm. plane. And then when he comes back and he's like, yeah, it's not a, it's not a plane. Yeah, it's yeah. not a ship. It's a thing. It's a living. And you're like, that is to take the idea of a UFO and be like, what if a UFO was eating people? Yeah. because it's actually a giant predator. And then it turns into this beautifully horrific. Eldritch, unknowable yeah, yeah, jellyfish yeah. billowing. It's terrifying in that bit, but not in a, you know, this is really scary kind of mm. way, but just in a, like, I know that if Tom saw that and that thing started green pulsating <laughs> and flying towards me, I would die immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's the unknowableness of it. Like, this is the thing with those Eldritch, big, giant, unfathomable horrors is it's that element is your brain is trying to make sense of it and it's failing it's like error 404 like it cannot do it (laughs) yeah and there is something about that then again triggers that lizard brain to be like fuck we're done like this is it i can't understand it it's probably gonna kill me i guess i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah none of it's none of it's and that's what i love is there's always this thing of like aliens are kind of depicted in media as being like Humany or mm. rel- like or lizards or something that we're used to. Yeah. When in actual fact, more than likely, if there are aliens out there, they're not going to look like anything. Yeah, that yeah. we have exactly. They're going to look right. like a big cowboy hat that turns into drapes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tell you what. When when he said it doesn't move like a ship, I immediately knew what. I actually was like, oh, I 100 percent know what he's saying there. And it, that if this movie hadn't won me over by that point, that's when it did because it made me think, like it it. it it rang of like a B movie idea that was then being given the budget and story and score and every other element that we've talked about of an A movie. Like it is a big blockbuster budget tenpole movie that Jordan Peele was making to save cinema, but he's using these ideas from these like old school sci-fi horror movies. And it made me think, we need to dig into the fucking Hammer Horror archives, take some of those ideas that they have and give them the blockbuster treatment because I think there are some fucking... There is gold out there in them hills and we should be digging yeah. for it. <laughs> it's all gold in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, on the, just on the scare factor too. So, Damo, after we came out of yeah. the cinema, your wife, Holly, was looking up at the sky and was kind of just like, yeah, yeah. it's just I don't trust it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> And again, like yeah. that's success. That's where you have to go. This is where I was like, yeah, where I said, is it a horror movie? Ultimately, yes, because it's had that impact. It's had that influence over us. And I agree. And even like, it's also a movie that I found has stayed with, like uh, partially because it's still in the zeitgeist, but I think it's just such an interesting in-depth movie that it stayed with me to the point that, yeah, I'll find myself looking up at the sky every once in a while, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Every every time since seeing this film and my partner and I are going for a drive, mm. 
I will point at a cloud and I'll be like, I'm seeing that cloud move for six hours. <laughs> and then you look down. Yeah. And then immediately just drive like this going. Mm-mm. Yeah, avert eye contact. Drive avert off contact. the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> die. <laughs> Where did you guys land on the, um, I guess, the ambiguity of OJ's ending? Yeah, I, I only read about this after the fact. So I 100% yeah. was like, yep, he lived. There dead. he is. Oh, okay. Because no, my thought, thought was dead. Oh. And then I've watched it again and gone, hang on. Maybe he did live. Right. Well, she sees him, doesn't she? No, no, but he sees his father too earlier in the film. And I also like... No, but isn't that so a flashback? I haven't rewatched it. Isn't that a memory? Uh, no, no, his father just... It's not a memory, is it? I'm pretty sure his father just appears Which scene are you talking about? Uh, he's in the barn doing something, getting ready, and his dad says something to him. I don't think it's a flashback. I think I it's think a, it is a flashback. I don't think he sees his dead dad at all. Oh, okay. I, I had a different oh, read maybe I'm wrong. But I, yeah, right. My read of this on the first watch was, yeah, dead. Oh shit! See, no, I hundred. Not that you actually see him get sucked up. Yeah, but it's just like it's even when she sees him at the end, she sort of smiles and then she shuts her eyes for like a long couple of beats and then opens them again and smiles again and then we see him and just he's framed and there's a sign that says, I think it says the old yonder or beyond the yonder or something like that. Over yonder. Over yonder, which to me implies that he's gone to another place. I tell you what, what I I I read it as he was alive. Yeah, me too. You saying that? Given the theme of this movie is that spectacle comes at a price, he's dead because she gets the I, photo. But then, but then today I've so today I've read a different read on it where it's like him and the him and the jean jacket reached a, a an almost mutual Ooh. thing where it's like it has encountered him several times in the movie and he has sort of bested it or injured it enough times that it is now afraid of him, which is why it's taking on that different shape because it's like a defense mechanism. I've got to go to the next level with this yeah, thing. Yeah, right. And then also it might have even just been like a, a matter of because we don't see him get sucked up, he distracts it long enough for M to get away. But maybe it's like, oh, I'm not going to suck you up again because last time I sucked up a horse that was linked with you, it was a fucking, right. not even a real horse and it fucked me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is that. It's just the way that he's framed under that yeah. sign, though. I'm just like, I don't think he's alive. Oof, that's juicy, mate. So the thing that I said, I, I didn't know about it until I've read about it afterwards. So yeah, there was that same interview I'd read with Jordan Peele where that was one of the questions they asked him is like, the ambiguity, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I laid out a series of events. I'm more interested in your read of it, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> and so he was very, very coy about what the actual ending was. I, I want to believe that he's alive because I, I really like that because I think, um, and we'll talk about this soon, but he mm. makes a lot of clever decisions along the way and he kind of deserves yeah, to live. let's talk about it right now. Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? He does, I think, yeah. yeah. he's And we talked about it before. He's just very attuned to the offbeat things. Yep. And I think that, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really fault any of the decisions he makes uh, apart from like, which is pushing too far mm-hmm. to get the spectacle. Yeah. yeah. You could have left at various points. Sure. But I can also understand he's got this the legacy of his dad. Right. He doesn't want to lose the farm. He doesn't want to sell the farm. He wants to do his family proud and keep the legacy of the of the company and the family yeah. going. That's so, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, both Emerald and OJ both seem like they that they make good choices. Emerald's a bit more chaotic, but her choices are always motivated like with enough logic. You, you get I'm going to do this. I'm going to steal this shit because that'll help us get this. Right. Angel, Angel's pretty switched on. The people that make the dumbest choices are Antlers. He uh, makes the, a 100%. very dumb choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jupe is a... That's a, just a cameraman move. <laughs> yeah. so I respect it. <laughs> you respect it? You respect, respect it? respect it so much. <laughs> no. um, and of course, Jupe. Ricky. Yes. He's an idiot. He he had a... And, and, but again, I understand why he makes the decisions he makes. They are bad choices. Well, he's though. just yeah, yeah. completely... Yeah. Well, he's fucked. He's so traumatised yeah. that he is just... 
His entire life has been built on a foundation of yeah, and like I don't shit, know if it's just because I like Stephen Yuen, but I like I kind of wanted more for his character. Like I kind of like it on on sort of rehashing it all. I'm like, yep, it tracks, it fits to his character, it fits the theme, all the rest of it. But I don't know if it was just me personally wanted to see I don't know another beat with him where I don't even know what I wanted from this character. Maybe I just liked him being on screen, but yeah, I kind of like. But I guess that's the effect of it. He got taken. He he did something dumb. He paid the price, and so yeah, even though we're basically you know just past the midpoint, he gone. He's not coming back. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree with you. Like the way the way he did it was good, but I almost want one more really selfish beat where like they're at a yeah they're at an advantage over the, yes. the creature, and like he comes back and does one more dumb thing. And he's going he, for know, the fist to try and get what he wants. Yeah, you don't need to. People have seen it. It's interesting. Blah blah blah. And then it's this one last grab at spectacle that then. Makes them pay the price. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think though mm. you get that. Like he's been practicing it, and it, he gets it out early. He the horse isn't ready. Like he can't. He brings people in when it's not. He's not ready because he hasn't. Yeah. He, the, the fist bump is bringing the audience. Right. That's his fist bump. Yeah. You know what, Tom? You're right. He he gets the they they do it well. They maybe just do it with him just a little bit earlier than what yeah, you would expect. Probably, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing, really. Which, like, again, I don't know that I can yeah. fault because I'm like, good, you've shocked us. That's a good thing, right? Especially in a movie like this. Mm. But a part of me can't help but have wanted a little bit more. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other character who was definitely foolish was TMZ dude on the motorbike. Oh, that guy's so <laughs> dumb. Just, I, I love that bit too when the alien's coming back right. and um, OJ just gets back on the horse <laughs> and just like, sorry, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> my I'm bad, out. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, Nah, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. And he's just screaming. <laughs> is the the TMZ dude is just screaming for OJ to take a photo of it or get my camera? Like he's so desperate. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. a bit on the yeah. nose, but in a way that's like almost played for comedy at, at that moment. I would say. Yeah. Oh, it's it's very yeah. funny too because like after the, you know the the bike mm. stops and he crashes yeah. and then I think Angel's like, oh, there's no way that dude's alive, and then he just yeah, hears, <laughs> like him just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love that throw I lied to him when the bike's flying along, and it's, I can't whether it's 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 Angel or the or Antlers, who mm. says, what do you think happens to an electric bike going 60 k's at yeah, miles an hour when yeah. it hits a non-electrical field? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. How would the three of us do in this situation? I think we survive. Okay. I, like that's That should be your motto now, mate. I think you say that every episode. Hear me out. Hear me out. Rules. Ooh, we we respect rules. the creature. We're not gonna if we if we work out looking at it is bad, I'm never fucking looking up again. Yeah. I'm gonna staple my neck to my, my chin to my, my chest. Yeah. Never look up. It's just you just you don't need to do that, mate. You just need self control. <laughs> Can I also throw out I do have a degree in animal science. There you go. Yeah. So like that's Sean, gotta you come grew up on a well, farm. I have a degree in film. And I grew up on a farm. <laughs> so I'm definitely taking that camera for magic hour. You are out. Oh, you're fact, dead. You're dead. I, I will die. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, telling yeah. me I'm not going to climb a mountain to get a great shot? No, nah, I'm dead. I'm you're dead. dead. It's mountains and great shots. Damn on Island. It's yeah. the duality. But you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a glorious death. I'll tell you that. Oh, mate. Yeah. I just wish you could get the camera to us after you die somehow. That would be really great. <laughs> Will it eventually spit it out? Yeah, I, th- I think it should shit it out. It's sort of vomited everything all over the house. At some point, it's got to get rid of that camera, right? So you know, it might kill it. It might kill someone as it does. It probably like, will. At the start, it'll kill someone. Yeah, that's that's how Tom and I go. Yeah, we get killed. You get sucked up with a camera. <laughs> we survive events only then to have a camera drop on us in the last moments, Ludicude style. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, just just Sean, your glasses have been snapped in half and. <laughs> 
half goes into my brain and half goes into Damo's. Uh, it's very fitting. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> That's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to send us a comment or just say hi, you can email us at 3 at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Orca Trade. Stay scared, everyone. It's a chimp wearing human clothes. That should be adorable. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.